be to God. So I am going to continue uh, to share with you on the anointing. Amen. I'm going to continue to share on the anointing. And, uh, uh, you know, I've been hearing so many great testimonies of what God is doing in your lives. And, you know, can I tell you that God always confirms his word with miracle signs and wonders. You know, the anointing of God, and, and, and uh, I have to be careful because then I tend to want to start over from, like, you know, uh, uh, the, the, since I started teaching on this and, and, or sharing on these on these lines. How many of you have received something on, on these lines? And so, um, you know, um, uh, it, it, uh, for me, uh, for me, and I pray that as for you, as you grow in your relationship with God, because this, uh, this is how it should be for everyone. But as you grow in your relationship with God, you know, it, it's like it, it, the Bible says that we, when we behold him, uh, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians, that when we behold him, let me just take you there. You see, it's like, but it's the word. It's all the word. Because the life that God has called us to live is, is, um, is a life of change. But we, we can never change anything on our own. But God has equipped us to see that change desire. And in your new life, there should be a change desire because you have a new life. Amen. And so God is so good that he has equipped us uh, uh, with everything we would ever need to see that change desire in our lives. And it never stops. Say it never stops. Look at your neighbor and say it never stops. I, I, I say be careful to park and be careful to conform and be careful to compromise because I, you know, when you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, when you've seen the goodness of God, you're just getting like your lips wet. It's like you're just getting that little appetizer. And when you go eat somewhere good, the appetizers are good, right? But if the appetizers are good, then what's coming next is even better. <laughs> so I tell you, what's coming next for you, 2024, is even better. And I know that I'm in the midst of people that have tasted the goodness of God at all levels, at all levels. Amen. But what is coming is so much better. And what is going to take you there is the presence of God, is the anointing of God upon your life. Because the anointing of God, if you can just see it like that, number one, it's the anointing of God. So it's not like it's your anointing and you're doing it. It's not your anointing. It's the anointing of God. He's the one that anointed you and put this spirit of power on the inside of you so that he can work through you. It's, it's, so when we think that it's me, when we think that it's us doing it, you're wrong. It is he that is working in you and through you to fulfill his good pleasure. We're just conduits. We're just vessels in which the power of God comes to indwell us and then move through us. And when you allow God, so, so, okay, 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 okay. So it's 2 Corinthians 3.18. 
unveiled faces, beholding. That word beholding is not a casual word. If you're going to look at God, look at him. That's why I love that when, when one of the greatest men on earth that is doing great things for the kingdom of God at levels that you can't even explain it in a third world country, Bishop Oyedepo. The first thing that God told him when he didn't even uh, owe a pair of shoes is this. He said, David, can you look up with one eye and down with the other eye? And he said, no, sir. He said, neither can you serve me that way. If you're going to serve me, you're going to have to behold me. If you're going to serve me, you're going to have to look at me with two eyes. And then what, what God has produced through his life is the proof. Say the proof that he's been beholding the Lord. Speaks your beholding. And I believe that as you behold the Lord like never before is going to be the reason why you're going to see in 2024 the more. Why you're going to see God do what only God can do for you. And can I tell you something, no matter where you're at, no matter where you find yourself, there's nothing impossible to those that believe. How many believers are here this morning? You got to make up your mind. Like my husband says, it's a decision. He said, it's a decision to will. If you are willing and obedient, some people can be obedient because they, ha they think they have to. God doesn't want that. He wants you to be willing to obey. It's like your kids, you tell them to do something, they're just doing it not because they want to, they're doing it because you, they have to. God doesn't want you to serve him like that. He doesn't want you to come to church because you have to. He doesn't want you to read your Bible because you have to. When you get, I love to worship God. Nobody has to force you to do anything. It comes effortlessly because you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Because he's so wonderful. Amen. Is he wonderful or not? If you've not experienced his wonderfulness. I pray you will before you leave out of here this morning. And he said, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. But we all with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. So if you're beholding God, there is no way you stay the same. If, you, if you're beholding, if you're eyeballing, if you're in relationship with God, that comes with transformation of life. And transformation is good. That is how, what, why the, the Bible says that the believers go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from victory to victory, and strength to strength. That's why in this church, you're never going to get, oh, life is like a roller coaster. We don't do like the un pasito para adelante y un pasito para atrás. We do un pasito para adelante and keep going para adelante. Amen. Translation, we don't do a step, two step forward and two steps back. We go two steps forward and forward and forward and forward. Can you say amen? And it's important for you to know that because unless you know that, then the, you, you're, you'll be a Christian with whom's life will be like a roller coaster. 
you're, you're like a, a you, you, you live according to the temperature of life. You shouldn't live according to the temperature of life or circumstances. You should live according to the temperature of the word of God. Can you say amen? And I share these, 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 these practical truths because I, I've been there. I know. Being in church, being full of religion, thinking or being told that that's the way life is, you know. You can't know the will of God. You don't know what the will of God is for you. And you're just living a life wondering and a wishing and a hoping until you get in full of the Holy Spirit and the word of faith. And then you realize what belongs to you. And then you lock in with that until you see that manifested in your life. Our being, that's being, that means continually. Say continually. Transformed. Transformed, that means that our lives uh, ought to change forms. Ought to change levels. Ought to, uh, 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 where you are today is not where you'll be next Sunday. If you're beholding. See, and you think if I have that, if they can do that, or this, uh, all he's saying, leave that scripture there. Behold. It's in the beholding. Look at your neighbor and say, it's in the beholding. It's in the beholding the Lord. It's in, in behold. How do I look at the Lord? Pastor Sandy, you look at his word. That's beholding the Lord. I'm not, he's not, I'm not asking you to do something weird and spooky and flaky. Behold the word. You get in the word. You open your Bible. You don't leave it in your trunk when you leave here today and pick it up next Sunday. You eat it like you eat regular food. That's beholding. You get it. with You look at it with your eyes. You eat it. You put it on the inside of you. You obey the word. You do the word. And as you do, you can expect your life to go to different levels. way he did it. That's the way he orchestrated it. That's the way he has designed his people. This is not even my scripture. <laughs> I mean, it is, but and being transformed, say continually, that never stops. If it stops and you're always going to be always looking at the back, what happened? But that's not, that's not, that's not, no, 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 no. He told, the Lord told Bishop, can you look up with one eye and down with the other? No, neither can you serve me that way. But if you behold me with both eyes, I'm going to take you where no one has ever gone. I'm going to do through you what nobody, nothing, it hasn't been done. And he is building the largest church in the world right now at his age, debt free, and it's costing, I believe, over $3 billion, $3 billion, $3 billion, right? Around there? American, yeah, American dollars. Debt free. Debt free. God is not a respecter of people. Hallelujah. What can he do through us? If we behold him with both eyes. Ooh, maybe he's not calling you to build the largest church. But in whatever field you are, it can be a wonder to your generation. It can be a wonder to those around you. <laughs> Hallelujah. The best have not passed. We thank God for all those that have gone before us. But the best have not passed. Are you with me? I love Kenneth Hagin, but he's gone. 
I love John Osteen, but he's gone. I love Smith Wigglesworth, but he's gone. And we're thankful for them. They paved the way, but the best have not gone. The latter shall be greater than the former. Can you shout hallelujah? And you are, are born for such a time as this. God chose you for the latter times. And I pray that if you're thinking about retiring, that you refire this morning. If you've been parked, I pray that you. This morning is going to be like, you know those little toys that you got to push them, wind them backwards? And then, and then they, shoo! You're going to get wind that way this morning. As you're getting the word of the Lord, because 2024 is going to be your year. 2024, and I know that God has taken people to high places, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Are being transformed into the same image. Same image from glory to glory. What's the glory of God? The goodness of God. The manifested goodness of God upon your life. The same glory to glory. That's where we get from glory to glory. Just as by the spirit of the Lord. Glory to God. So key, behold. Behold the Lord with both eyes. Not partially, not with reservation, but with both eyes. Wholeheartedly. Yielded. Yielded to the spirit of God. Yielded to the word of God. In obedience to the Lord. And as you do, you can expect the transformation that only God can do for you. So much that you'll begin to see what the Isaiah prophesied and said. That the children of the Lord are for a sign and a wonder. Glory be to God. God will make you just that. And I know um, I love to, to, to minister to you because I know I'm sitting in the midst of people that have become a wonder, a wonder to your generation, a wonder to those around you because people are wondering. What, what happens when God makes you a wonder? He leaves people wondering <laughs> of what he does in your life. Amen. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because then you can say, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you. Can you say amen? So I'm going to continue on the anointing. We'll see what route it takes. On the anointing, and, and, and I have began last Sunday to share on why do we need the unction? Why do we need this power? The anointing uh, comes forth from the Holy Spirit. Uh, in Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. The anointing, as I shared with you in Isaiah chapter, what was it, 10, verse 27? Put that up there, uh, Isaiah 10, verse 27. And I was saying that, uh, I was saying that, that, that for me, and I was praying that it will be the same for you as you continue to grow in your relationship with God, as you continue to behold him, as you continue to look upon him and obey him. That, that every time, like for me, I feel like I have a new set of eyes for the word of God. That means that 
you know, I mean, as much as I've, I've read the word, as much as um, uh, I've been, uh, you know, pastoring and, and, and ministering, it's like when you, it's like almost like you have a new set of eyes because there's fresh revelation coming forth from scriptures that you have already read. And, and, and that's how it's going to be for you. It, it, it'll never get to a point. And that, you know what, that, that, that is showing growth. Even for me. Y'all don't like that, that I'm still growing? Say amen, please. Don't leave me up here all by myself. <laughs> I haven't arrived. I will when I get to heaven. But until then, we're all still growing. But we, we're growing to different levels of glory in the Lord. And I feel like when I look at the scripture, it's like a whole new set of eyes, a whole new revelation. Not, 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 not just, just, you can never get to the word and say, I've, I've already like exasperated everything there is to the word, never. And that's a great thing. Can you say amen? And it says, and it shall come to pass in that day, the day we're in now, that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed, say destroyed, because of the anointing oil. Because of the anointing, the, because of the anointing, will, the yoke of bondages will be destroyed out of your life. We need the anointing that results from the Holy Spirit upon our lives so that we cannot just see yokes of bondages destroyed in our lives, but see it destroyed in the lives of other people. We are carriers of the power of God. Can you say amen? And the anointing of God, I, I gave you a definition where you can say that it is a, uh, uh, is a, is a yoke, uh, yoke destroying, burden removing power of God. But most importantly, the anointing of God is the presence of God upon your life. It's the God being with you. God working in you. God moving through you is because he, it was God that was working through Jesus when he was going around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The anointing of God is the presence of God upon your life to do these things that I've been sharing with you. And you need to know you are anointed. Can you increase in the anointing? Of course you can. What is the way that you can increase in the anointing of God? And what does it take to spend time with God? Yielding. As you're here this morning, you know, I'm going to tell you one thing. The anointing cannot be taught. You can't. You can't teach somebody the anointing. The anointing is caught. And this morning you can catch. How do I catch it? You yield. As I'm ministering to you, you yield. And you open your heart. That's why, that is why when you hear and you're receptive and you have your heart open, or when you go to an anointed conference, I have to say anointed, within expectancy, right? You're already going to receive. That's why it's like, it's so powerful. It's not so much because it was powerful. It, it basically has to do with you. And that could be every time you come to this house. Every time you come to this house. If you go with the same expectancy that you would do to sacrifice to go somewhere else. <laughs> you might have not bought a plane ticket to get here. It might have not costed you that much. 
But I promise you, if you open up your heart, you'll catch something. I remember I was telling this, this pastor, I was saying, man, that was so powerful of the minister. And the minister was her dad, right? And she's a pastor as well. And I said, man, that was so powerful. That was awesome. And, 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 and you know what she told me? And I was like, you're right. Amen. Amen. I don't know what I was expecting. But she said, Pastor Sandra, she goes, you, were, you just came expecting something. Expecting. You were just hungry. And she taught me something. That anywhere you position yourself to receive, and you trust in the word that is being taught there, you can catch something from the Lord. You ain't going to catch pulgas. You ain't going to catch maids or nothing weird. In this house, you will catch a word from God that will change your life forever. Can you say amen? You can catch a word from one word from God. Don't try to, you don't have to try to get everything. But open your heart. So it's in the yielding. Say it's in the yielding. How do I yield, Pastor Sandy? You just relax and open your heart. Amen. You just open your heart and take in the word of God. The word of God. Take it in. And you're receiving it. And you're catching it. The anointing is on the word of God. The anointing is on the presence of God. And whether you know it or not, something is taking place because you believe that the presence of God is here. You believe that the anointing of God is here. And it's the anointing that breaks the yokes of bondage. That's why people come to this house and they walk in one way and they leave another way. I had a testimony of a man who came in and he was very hard, very tough. I mean, the moment he walked in the door, he was very critical. He didn't like the Christmas tree. He didn't like anything. He was already like... These people are, are, are not right. They shouldn't have the Christmas tree, blah, 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 blah. And then he was back there. And he said that he remembers that I was just ministering the word of God and ministering the word of God. And he was just sitting back there. And, and he, said, finally, he said that finally I gave the, 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 the altar call. And he's like, uh, in his mind, he's wrestling. He's like, I'm not going up there. I'm not, I'm not doing all that. And, 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 and he was just like battling with it. But he was just sitting there. And then he says that when I gave the altar call, it was almost like if something picked him up. He walked himself all the way to the altar, surrendered his life to Jesus, changed his life. God t totally turned his life around, got called into the ministry. And now I don't even know where he's at preaching the gospel. It's the anointing. Let me tell you something. The Lord, when the Lord called me into the ministry, he, there's certain things and instructions that he gave. He gave me personally. And, and one of them I will tell you is you will have a lot of people around you and you can receive from people, but you operate as I have called you. In other words, don't become somebody else. And can I tell you, the Lord has blessed us with the best relationships of, of the greatest, some of the greatest people on earth. He really has. And I am so thankful. But God has called you to do, for you to do what he's called you to do. And he has anointed you. And can I tell you, it's not like 
this is an anointing, this is the same anointing. There's not a twin brother anointing or a cousin anointing. Just like there is no junior Holy Spirit, full-grown Holy Spirit, cousin Holy Spirit. There's one spirit, one anointing that comes upon the people of God to empower you to do what God has called you to do. God created you to do, to be like, God created you the way you are. A lot of times people get born again, and yeah, you, you have new life. You, 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 he's, he's cha he changes your life from the inside out. But you know, just to say that if you're a funny person, don't stop being funny. You're still going to be outgoing. You're just not going to be going to places you shouldn't be going. People have certain personalities. And it's okay as long as they're godly. Are you with me? And so people make it hard on themselves to try to become a totally person, somebody that they're not. Be who God has called you to be in righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. If you still like to laugh like this, <laughs> keep laughing like that. If you like to joke around, just have clean jokes. Are you with me? I don't know, I just feel to say that because it's important. You know, it's, 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 a, it's good to know that you don't have to. Some people love to dance. You should have seen Dennis at the conference. He's dancing for the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, it takes the, even the anointing of God. One of the attributes of the anointing of God is high praises. I'm getting ahead of myself. But you can only praise God high <laughs> by the Holy Spirit. That didn't even sound right. But high praises can only result in your life out of the Holy Spirit. That's why I love the way Nigerians praise. Ghanaians praise. I love, they, they understand because it's not even, you know, it's not even just about the, 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 the dancing and the praising and everything. That is done by the Holy Spirit with the word of God. So it's not like doing it ignorantly. It's not like doing it like, you know, it's doing it with the understanding of the God that you serve. And there's like, man, you're free. There's no holding back. And I know I'm speaking to a church that we love to praise God. And don't ever let nobody bring your praise down. But with the understanding, can you say amen? And so, let's go on. The anointing, the unction, the power of God will do powerful things in your life. Let me just take you. To, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, beginning in verse 1. When you find it, say amen, or wait for me, or oh me. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. And I, brethren... When I came to you, came not with excellency of speech 
or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determine not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man wisdom, but in demonstration, say demonstration, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. The Apostle Paul said, I didn't come to you with eloquent speech, a nice little message that got put together or I found it somewhere. He said, but I came to you not knowing anything but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came in demonstration of the spirit and power. Woo! Because the spirit of God will always or should be demonstrated in the power of God. If not, it's just religion. Can you say amen? That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. So the demonstration of the spirit and power of God will always be so that you do not put your trust in the wisdom of man. I can come up here with a, a good message put together, and then, you know, that's all it will be. And, and, and your trust will be like, wow, that was great. But that's not the end of it. That's not good enough. If it's great, but not great in your personal life. If it's powerful, powerful, but not powerful in your personal life. If it's producing, but not producing in your life. The power of God is in the gospel. And when the gospel comes forth with the anointing of God, it removes burden and it destroys yokes of bondages in the lives of the people. That means that when the lost come in here, they are saved. When the sick walk in here, they are healed. When they are, the prisoners are released, the depressed receive joy. The hopeless receive hope. And it's by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Whew, if you received anything of that, I want you to give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. In demonstration of the spirit and the power of God. The anointing of God in your life is for results. Say results. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, just down the next few chapters. It says, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Hallelujah. Being a believer is belonging to the family of God, the creator of heaven and earth. In the book of John, it says that to those that believe, God gave the right, the power to become, say to become the sons of God. It says that he gave us authority. That word power is that he gave us the authority. What is it? Uh, John 1. John 2.20. Put, put it up there. John 2.20. Hallelujah. Are you glad you came this morning? John 1.20. No. It's John. One, help me out. One twelve, okay. John one twelve. 
We're working together here. You okay? But as many as received him, how many of you have received Jesus? How many of you have received Jesus? If you haven't, you will before you leave today. You can choose to do that. But as many as received him, to them, not to everyone, to them, gave he power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. But as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is, to those who believe and adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. If that's you, say amen. He's given you authority. He's given you power. He's given you the Holy Spirit. He has anointed you to go forward. Can you say hallelujah? So it's not just in word, not just in a lot of talk. Hallelujah. Let me take you there. Romans 14, verse 17 and 18. Put it in the uh, New King James. Romans 14, verse 17 and 18. Are you still with me or have you gone home? You still with me? Okay, if you got to stretch a little, stretch a little bit. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The next verse. For he who serves Christ is these things. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. For he who serves Christ in these things, in what things? Righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Ghost, it says, for he who serves Christ in these things. I, I never attach verse 18 to 17. We always quote 17, but I never attach 18 to it. For he who serves Christ in these things, in what? In righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost is acceptable to God and approved by men. There is a blessing for serving God in these things. Not in a lot of talk. Not in a lot of word. Not on things that are the lesser, don't matter. On what you're eating, what you're, people argue about the dumbest thing. You shouldn't be drinking that or you should be eating that or what is the sabbath or when should you go to church are you saved do you love jesus are you going to serve jesus all the days of your life then <laughs> righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost oh can you say hallelujah let me take you to one more scripture. I haven't even began on what the anointing does. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Blessed be the name, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Put it, okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It's a lot of page flipping. We still do that in church. 
Amen. At least here we do. In 1 Corinthians chapter, but this, this ain't Wednesday. Well, you get taught, you get ministered to every time the doors are open here. Can you say amen? We fill it pages every service here. Okay? 1 Corinthians 15, verse 9. For This is the Apostle Paul. For I am the least of the apostles. For I am the least of the apostles. That am not me to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God. Verse 10. But by the grace of God. I am what I am. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was me, with me. Isn't that wonderful? Let me read it in the NLT to make a little bit more sense. For I am the least of the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. You know what? No matter where you come from, no matter your past, no matter what has happened, when God's hand comes upon you, when you receive the grace of God and it's bestowed upon your life, you'll understand that it's not because of you, but it is because of the grace of God that you are able to do what God has called you to do. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God? Aren't you thankful for the mercy of God? Aren't you thankful for new life? That's why the Apostle Paul had such a revelation that that, in, you know, he wasn't a dumb man. He was very intelligent. He was considered to be a part of one of the, of the, of the, of the, of the Pharisees or, or the Sadducees, one of them. But they were very studious, very intelligent. He had titles. And, and he believed that what he was doing, he was, it was right. And he was going after the church, persecuting, killing, consenting. But I believe that something happened to him. Of course it did because then we know what happened. But the Bible tells us in the book of Acts, you know, before his experience on the road to Damascus, you know, because if you think, what can God do with me? Hey, 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 leave that up to God. Hallelujah. God can do amazing things in your life. God takes nobodies and makes them somebodies. God will turn your trash into treasure. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He'll give you beauty for ashes. Don't, don't mind that. Mind what God has done for you. And then the Bible t t tells of an encounter that whenever uh, 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 Stephen was being stoned, whenever he was being stoned to death, the Bible says that, that you know, they, they, they stoned him to death. And, 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 and one of the, 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 the one that was holding the coats while they, Stephen was being stoned was the Apostle Paul. He was Saul at the moment. And he was standing there with the coats of the man that were murdering Stephen. A man of God. 
a man of God that the Bible says that he stood up and said, Lord, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Right when he was being uh, 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 murdered. And the Bible says that his face shone like the face of an angel. So they got to witness this. You can't, when God puts his hand on you, and when the anointing of God is upon your life, people can argue word, but they cannot argue results. Keep that in mind. That's why the kingdom of God did not just come in word, but in demonstration of the power of God. And that is what you see in the lives of the people of this house. The demonstration of the power of God. People's testimonies. You know, I, 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 is my friend Irene here? Irene. Do you mind coming up here? I need you to see what God does. And so, so imagine that. The Apostle Paul is holding the coats. I believe that God was already in my, I believe that God was already like working in him because, you know, you're looking at, you think yourself, right? But you look at somebody that is taking it. And he, and he, and then after that, the Bible says that he was on his road to Damascus. And on the road to Damascus, he had an encounter with Jesus that changed his life forever. And after that, he was never the same. God gave him revelation to disclose, you know, to share. God changed his life, gave him a new set of eyes. But he had such a revelation. But he also said, he also said, I believe it's in the book. I, 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 I know I have you here. Just bear with me. I, I, also, I, I like where it, what it says, the Apostle Paul, in the book of, um, uh, uh, um, I think it's 1 Timothy. Hallelujah. Yeah, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse uh, 15 in the NLT. Listen to what he says. He says, hallelujah. Well, let's, let's, well, let's go to 12. This is what he says. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, say strength, to do his work. Amen. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him. Yet he was a murderer. But he was persecuting the church. He was dragging people out of his house, of anyone that was of D-Way. Until D-Way got a hold of him and showed him the real way, the truth and the life. Wow. And then he said, Christ Jesus came in. No, 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 wait a minute. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he says, he considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him. Even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ. In my insolence, I persecuted his people. But God had mercy on me. God had mercy on me. Aren't you thankful for the mercy of God? Because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. You know, me and my husband were sitting there one day. I, I believe it was last week sometime. And, and, I mean, he was almost in tears because if, we're, if we are ever grateful of anything the Lord has done for us, is because of the mercy that he has had upon our lives. It's because of the mercy. A lot of people are thankful for a lot of things. God gave me this. God gave me that. And it's, it's okay. Be thankful for those things. 
But as for us, one thing that we have experienced in our lives and we are ever grateful is the mercy of God. You see, the mercy of God is that you don't get what you deserve. Because of his goodness, because of his mercy, I'm thankful for the mercy of God. How many of you are thankful for the mercy of God? We shouldn't even be here. If you think you're here because you deserve to be here, get over yourself. <laughs> We're here because we serve a merciful God. Amen. The Apostle Paul knew it, and he said, he went on to say, he said, I did it in ignorance, persecuted people and unbelief, but God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. And then he says, oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with faith, with the faith and love that comes from Christ Jesus. And then here, here it is, verse 15. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them all. But God had mercy on me. God had mercy on me. Look, there's a reason. This is the reason why God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. God is so wonderful. God is only God can do something like that. Hallelujah. How can we not praise him? How can we not thank him? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And then he said, then others, then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. All honor and glory to God forever and ever. He's the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. And everyone said, hallelujah. And then he said this. Thank you, Irene. I'm, I'm coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> Are you getting something this morning? I'm not even having being done my message. But don't be a it's, 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 it's all about the flow. It's all about the flow. That's when you, I'm talking about the anointing, but it's in demonstration right now. Glory to God. here for the first time. You're not here for the first time. <laughs> that, that's a good perception. Okay. Philippians 3. So Philippians chapter 3. Verse. I think it's verse. Eight. Hallelujah. No.
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Help me out, Brother Ram. When I discovered the infinite love of Jesus, I discarded everything in my past. It is Philippians 3, right? Is that what I said? Oh, now you're like, yeah, we've been trying to tell you. Philippians 3, 8. I was right. Okay. See, I told you all. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me share it with you here. I think it will bless somebody. The price, priceless value of knowing Christ. Philippians 3. Let's start at 1. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Say rejoice. rejoice. Shout rejoice. rejoice. In the Lord. Rejoice. He said, I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Okay? And then, well, let's go on. Watch out for those dogs. What is a dog, an outsider, that tries to creep in the inside? You're with me. I was going to go as far as saying there's sometimes dogs in the, but watch out for dogs, outsiders. Those people who do evil, those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. Okay, it's talking about like religion. Uh, they want to bring you back into religion. Uh, and then it goes on to say, uh, we rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort. Verse 4, though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. He's telling you about himself. And then he says in verse 5, I was circumcised. He's giving you his uh, resume. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous, say zealous, that I harshly persecuted the church, harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. Do you know that he never stopped being zealous? Now he was zealous about the right thing. Hallelujah. You know, he never stopped being bold and aggressive. He was just bold about the right things and aggressive towards the right thing. Hallelujah. And then he said, and then he said in verse 7, I once thought these things were valuable. But now, say now, I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared, say compared, with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage. One translation says dung. And my, never mind. So that I could gain Christ and become one with him, say one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness uh, uh, through faith 
Uh, it says, I, I, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteousness through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. He's, and then he says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing his dead, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Glory be to God. Can you say hallelujah? So he once thought these things were important. How many of you can say since Jesus changed your lives, what you thought was important is not important anymore? What you were pursuing with all of your everything is not what no longer is what you are pursuing. Hallelujah. It, when the anointing comes upon your life, it's, it comes to you in the power of God. Not just in word, not just uh, uh, in a lot of speech, but it comes in the demonstration of the power of God. And God has called his people for a sign and for a wonder. The Apostle Paul said, I am what I am and I can do what I do because of the grace that God has bestowed upon my life. That is the only reason, he says, I don't take credit for it. It's because of what he's done in me and what he's done for me. What God has done for you is no different. You might say that's just for him. That's for the believer. When you give your life to Jesus, Jesus comes and lives on the inside of you. He comes and his spirit dwells in you. And then when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, my God, he comes to indwell you and he comes to empower you. Not so that you can remain the same. Not so that you can live a struggle life. No. He says you are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Out of your belly, the Bible says, shall flow rivers of living waters. He didn't call you to religion. He called you to a relationship that bears much fruit. The apostle Paul said, he poured his grace on me and not, not without results. Woo! I pray that for each and every one of you, 2024 will be a year of much lasting fruit in your marriage, in your family, in your ministry, in your finances, in every area of your life, and it will all be for the glory of God. If you believe that, I want you to shout aloud, amen. amen. The reason I call my friend here, Irene, she charged me. Boy, she charged me because she said, you did not remember my name. She said, that lady over there. I said, forgive me, Irene. I got to repent sometimes too. But we, I, wanna, I, I want her to share with you because, Irene, we stayed here talking to almost three last Sunday. And uh, um, the, the, the testimony was so powerful. She is Miss um, Corianne's friend. Uh, and and Miss Corianne has been inviting her. But I wanted her to share because as I was saying about the, when the people come to this house and they yield and they open their hearts, they don't leave the same. But you testified. And, 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 and you said that the first time that you came, you wanted to run out of here. Okay? She said she wanted to run out of here. And I'm okay with saying that because the story got better, obviously. <laughs> Tell us th that experience when you came and then how the Lord led you back here. Okay? And what he did for you when he came. So the first time I came, uh, I was invited by a friend. And I figured I've been sick for so long. I haven't been to church. I figured I need to go to church. Yeah, I, I have been sick for several years. I don't know if you guys 
to remember, I had 40 lectures, four surgeries, and multiple otorhinitis. So I haven't been active. I've just been on medical leave, after medical leave, after medical leave. So I moved to a condo where Corin stay, and Corin has been trying to target me. <laughs> yes, and I ran away from her sometimes when I saw her coming. I have to hide in my car. She would hide, tell him, tell him. I was, I would, so sometimes I'd be sitting in my car. I saw she's coming, and I put on my shades. I hide <laughs> under my car, and I didn't know she saw it. Well, last week she told me, I saw it. I knew you were there. I just walked right past. I said, you knew it? She said, yes, I knew it. And I'm like, oh, God, okay, fine. So anyway, fast forward. Uh, she has been inviting me to come to church. I said, okay, I came. And before I came, I did research. I said, what is the name of your church? Power of Love. I Googled it up, and then I saw this clock counter, like counting of soul. I'm like, I asked my friend, what is this cult? Why are they counting souls? <laughs> I'm like, I've never seen people counting souls before. And my friend's like, yeah, I've never, that's weird. But I came anyway. At that time, I was still recovering. My heart wasn't well. I think there was drama or whatever just going on. It was so loud. I was sitting right there. I could remember. I felt like my heart was going to bust out. I was like, oh, I cannot handle it. This is too loud for me. And then I flee. I mean, I, I did not flee, but, you know, I, I, I literally just stopped contacting Cora. And every we, we have Bible study on Monday, and that's in our condo, right? I have to see her. And, <laughs> and she did not invite me ever. She did not say any words. And then... And I tried to go to other church, and I did. I tried to go to other churches somewhere nearby. I'm like, and the first experience is, okay, this church is weird. People here, they talk back to the pastor, and then they, this is, is this different? I'm like, this is not my place, okay? Here, right? Over here. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Several months later, one morning, I was looking for a church to go, and a lot of times, I just talk myself out. I didn't even turn on the TV and watch that online church. I just flipped through it. So one morning, and I heard this. This is like 5-ish a.m. Call Cora in. Go to church. Okay, okay. Let me sleep through it. <laughs> and then call Cora in. I mean, this thing was just ringing my ear over and over and over again. I got so annoyed by it. I said, okay, what am I call calling Cora in at five something? It's too early, right? So I waited till around six, and I did not call. I mean, I, I didn't know her well. I mean, why would I be calling someone at five something and say, I want to go to church with you? Of course, she's going to say no, right? So um, I, I, I said, okay, fine. I texted her. I said, Cora, can I come to church with you? She said, sure. I said, what time? She said nine. I think I was very sick to the point where I was bedridden and I couldn't do anything. Every day I get up, I lay in bed and I look at the ceiling. The only part of me that works are my fingers and my eyes. So I could still type very fast and I trained my finger to type very fast through those recoveries. So anyway, uh, back to back to the story. So the first week Corin brought me here, that was the day that I responded to the altar call and that was the day that I got I received my healing. And the better part of it, so so next week comes, right? So I'm like, okay, next week comes. So I was so pumped up. 
I said, Cora Ann, can I go to church with you this week? She said, yes. And then this time she told me. I said, well, are we leaving at 930? She said, no. <laughs> I haven't gotten up that early. I don't, and she said, yeah. I said, I am not sure if I can make it, but I will try. <laughs> so Sunday comes. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just got up really early in the morning. And not only I was able to get up early in the morning, and I said, Cora Ann, would you like some breakfast? And I say, uh, okay, that's not no. Maybe you can smoothie. And then I say, are we going to be on 8.15 every week now? She said, yeah, I have, uh, I have the disciple class to go to. I said, how long is your discipleship <laughs> class? And she said, it's uh, se seven or eight more weeks. I say, really? <laughs> but you know, Pastor was right. When God works, oh, by the way, the second week that I came, that's when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Every week, something happened to me, and I haven't missed a disciple class since, and I don't know how, but that happened. <laughs> and I was just talking to Cora and this morning. I said, it is, this is really weird. When I was sick, I would tune into this Chinese soap opera. Like, my record was, uh, I could watch 24 or 26 series a day. I just turned it on, but I didn't really watch. But one eye was, my ear was listening, my eyes were depending on my uh, cell phone game, right? So no wonder it's just, um, just puzzled me. And, I, and after the whole day is gone, I didn't even know what the TV was playing. I did not remember the name of the show. I did not remember the actor or actresses. I was just killing time. But ever since then, I was telling Cora Ann, I said, my mom came to my condo the other day, and she said, can you tell me what is the latest soap opera? I went through the, my YouTube list. I went through it. I went through for five minutes. I said, Mom, hold on, okay? Because everything that she saw was the worship song, the prayers, and then, you know, and then the services. And I had to go through so long down the list. I said, Mom, I don't know what is the latest. I haven't been watching it for the last so long. <laughs> and I don't have desire. Say the anointing could do what no one can do. Thank you. The Lord healed her, filled her with the Holy Ghost. Her sister came and received the joy of the Lord. I mean, that's just a, a bit of what God is doing in that whole family. Her and Koran are about to do a, a testimony in the Vietnamese and the Chinese community, an outreach. Hallelujah. Can somebody shout hallelujah? I want the worship team to come up here. You know, the anointing of God is for advancement. Because the anointing of God is the presence of God coming upon your life to get the job done. You might feel maybe in your life that, you know, you've been parked or you've been at a place where you have not been moving forward. But I'm telling you, as you, if you're born again, as you continue to behold, as you continue to yield to the presence of God, if the anointing, when it says it removes burdens and it destroys yokes in your life, that's in, yokes and burdens are anything that, that are not from God. Anything that come to hinder you, anything that come to stop you, anything that comes to, to uh, that hinders your advancement, your progress, 
any form of sickness, any form of disease upon your life, any form of stagnation, when the, the anointing of God comes upon your life, it will destroy those things that should not be in your life. And you can, you can be for sure that your life will continue to move forward. That the things that God has shown you and the things that God has spoken into you, you will enter into those things. But it's not going to be my might, not by power, but by the spirit of God. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. So the key is to keep hungering for him. The key is to keep pressing. The key is to keep yielding. The key is to keep beholding. And as you do, you know what you're doing? It's like you're sitting or you're laying in the, surge, in the surgeon's table. And you allow God to mold you and to shape you. The anointing will take you from where you are to where God meant for you to be. It, it's only the anointing of God upon your life that will, that will take you from who you are to who God has called you to be. He transforms life. I, I, I shared with you in the, in the life of, of Saul in 1 Samuel, when, 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 when Samuel anointed him by the instruction of the Lord, it, it says that, that he went. It says that he went forward. It says that he turned into a different man. It, it goes on to say that there was a, that he, you know, things were restored unto him. Things were recovered in his life. I'm going to take some time to share on that tonight, and I'm going to continue on this tonight. So don't miss tonight. I want to I wanna get into the rest of those things of when the anointing comes into your life. You know, I've already shared that the anointing in your life brings acceleration and progress. I already shared that. And, you know, I've, I'm, I'm hearing testimonies. Immediately, somebody called the next, the next day after last week and said, you know, the, my position already changed in my, in my job. Well, oh, it's by the anointing. The anointing is not just for preachers. The anointing is not just for teachers. The anointing is for every believer to advance, to progress, to do the things that God has called you to do. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. The anointing of God causes in your life to bear fruit, to become the, the sons and daughters that manifest the goodness of God. It means that you're going to bear fruit that brings glory and honor unto the Lord. You're not just going to be somebody that goes to church and, and somebody that claims to be a Christian, but everybody is wondering what has that got you. Are you with me? Your life is going to be for a sign and a wonder to the glory of God. Can you say amen? And this is going to be at every level and at every age. That's why I've been talking about the, the youth, that God is going to do amazing things in their lives. And, and I'm seeing it. Are you seeing it? Hallelujah. The anointing of God will bring out in your life potentials that you don't even know you have. That's why the enemy will fight you to be so distracted to never get in that place with God. Because, you know, it's, it's, the Bible says fight the good fight of faith, but you're not fighting the devil. You're fighting your own flesh. You're fighting your own thoughts. But if you just take charge by the Spirit of God, and you don't ask yourself how you feel. You're going to tell yourself how you feel. You're not going to let your emotions and your feelings dictate what decisions you're going to make. You're going to do them by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. 
And so when you get in that place with God, by the anointing, God will begin to bring out potentials you didn't even know you had. That's why you see people here that are doing things that they are still in shock. That they are where they are. That they've done the things that they've done. Because they never imagined that they could ever do anything like that. But they understand we're doing them by the anointing of God. And as you yield to the Lord, as you yield to the anointing of God, as you yield to the presence of God, as you yield to the word of God, you're going to discover that there are potentials in you that are going to be drawn out. And you're going to do things that you've never imagined you would do. And it will all be for the glory of God. Can you say hallelujah? Can you say glory to God? Nobody ever thought Gideon would be used. Nobody ever thought Moses would be used. Nobody ever thought the Apostle Paul would be used or Peter. Most, the Bible says that God takes the foolish things that the world, can, uh, the things that the world considers foolish to prove the, to the wise or those that think that are wise that they are foolish. That's us. So that when we glory, we glory in the glory of God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And so there will be potentials that will be released out of your life. The, the Bible says that Saul prophesied when he was among the prophets. And they all wondered and talked about him. Isn't this so-and-so's son? How is it that he's operating like this? They will say that about you. Isn't that just so-and-so? How is it that they've gotten to that level? How is it that they're doing that, those wonderful things? How is it that they've, they've, got, they've reached that? And you know what you get to say? Can I tell you about my Jesus? Can I tell you about the God that I serve? Can I tell you about the goodness of God? Can I tell you that what God has done in my life, God will do for your life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that 2024, God is going to shock people through what he's going to do in your lives as you behold him, as you yield to him, as you surrender your life to them, as you consecrate yourself at different levels. If you're going to be one of them, I want you to shout a living hallelujah. Woo, come on, give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. I didn't, I, I, I'm going to continue tonight. No telling what's going to happen tonight. But it's going to be good. I want you to bow your heads. I'm going to pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit, Lord. I thank you for your anointing, Lord. I thank you for these, your people, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that your word has landed on good ground. I thank you that you, your spirit has even already began to do a work in the life of this year, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for every soul. Thank you for every life changed. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning, I never dismiss a service without giving you an opportunity to make the most important decision you'll ever make in your whole entire life, and that is to surrender your life to Jesus. You know, there's, uh, God has great things for his people. In order for you to be a partaker of those great things that God has in store for you, you must receive him. You must be born again, the Bible says. 
The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. But there's a gift in God and it's eternal life. And the Bible says that whosoever, whosoever means it doesn't matter where, who you are, where you come from, what you've done, what your past is, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never received new life, you've never uh, repented of your sins, or you never recall a moment where, where, where you surrender your life to Jesus and you confess them as Lord and Savior of your life, but you've come this morning and you've heard this morning, and this morning you, 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 you say, I want to. I want to receive forgiveness of my sins. I, I want to receive new life. I want to be born again. I, wanna, I want Jesus to be the Lord and Savior over my life. I want to be a partaker of his divine nature. Would you please pray for me? If that is you, just right where you're at, just lift up your hand right now. 